Okay, so here we are on the Photography Brothers podcast, and uh, we have a very special guest today who will reveal in a moment here. Uh, but before we get I to any <laughs> of that, oh, what's up? Continue. You waved? Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, just being awkward. Just keep going. No keep going. <laughs> we should probably reveal <laughs> it's still a, secret. a little it's a bit. Secret. No, oh, okay. it's a secret. Okay. It's a secret. Not yet? No, okay. Not yet. It's okay. a secret. But until then, uh, I wanted to ask you guys about your childhood pets. Not pets that you have now, oh. uh, but pets that you had in the past. Okay. Do you guys have any one? childhood pets when you grew up? Yeah, go with one. One? Kareen, yeah, uh, do you want to go first? Yeah. Um, I had right. a rabbit. Um, mm. It was an albino, so it was all white oh. and had like bloodshot red eyes, but it was Those very cute. Me. That's really cool. <laughs> well, this yeah. episode is already off to a great start. Michael, what, uh, <laughs> what pet did you have? Oh, man. Um, we had one dog uh, out of all the pets we've had growing up. His name was Spot, and nice. he barked too much when we weren't there, and uh, the neighbors uh, reported us, and we had to get rid of him. Yeah, so already we can tell yeah. that uh, Korean's a little bit more creative than you, Michael, seeing as, you know, you you went with the dog choice, you know, I mean, I mean, a dog is great, but I mean, everyone's had Listen, a dog. Man, I mean, you know. I wanted I, a dog, I can talk but everyone said no, so like, we compromised with the rabbit instead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, and Spot was special, okay? Oh, you I, don't know Spot like I know Spot. I believe you, right. I believe you. I had a uh, I had a turtle growing up that I found on the street and I named him Popcan because I found him on the street. And <laughs> then I had him like in my room for a while and I like fed him uh, little turtle uh, pelts or whatever that I got at the Walmart there in Timmins. And uh, then eventually my brother, I think it was actually my dad ultimately who uh, who was the mastermind of the plot. Uh, but my brother took me and the turtle out uh, to to like the lake, and then he like threw my turtle in the lake because they thought <gasps> they, saw, they thought it smelled bad. They thought the turtle smelled bad. So like so sorry. So Timmins. So it's not Lake Ontario, is it? No. What is Timmins? Timmins yeah. is in Ontario for sure. I know, but not Lake Ontario. Which lake is that? Well, there's a bunch of lakes over there, man. <laughs> I was gonna say if it's Lake Ontario, then he may have, have when he oh, no. was thrown in, collided with literal <laughs> pop cans, with literal soda cans. Oh um, come on! So he would have been with his yeah. <laughs> oh, no. My brother wouldn't wouldn't throw my turtle into Lake Ontario. That's just terrible. That, that yeah. is uh, that is rude. But uh, we we should probably get into the uh, the next part of this podcast, and then we'll finally introduce our guest, even though we already said her name a couple of times. But we're very excited to have her on today's show. Uh, but before we can do any of that, I just have a little bit of a song for you guys, if you don't mind. Is that okay? Of course, okay. of course. And uh, I hope my guitar is in tune, and hopefully this new mic setup picks up all this stuff. But Well, the photos were nice, the lighting was perfect. It BIO and all of the models were having a ball. It BIO and then Michael found a great guest for the podcast. It BIO, she logged into Zoom and she hopped on the call. And the brothers shouted, Who's on the podcast? Ipio, who's on the podcast? Oh, 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 Ipio, who's on the podcast? Oh, oh, Ipio, who's on the podcast? 
Ladies and gentlemen, I am Woo! your photographer, Jared Poirier, hitting my guitar on my desk. We've got another great photographer over there, uh, wherever he is, Michael Costa. And then still another great photographer, Kareen. I don't know your last name, Kareen. I'm sorry. But Kareen, it's, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I kept awkwardly waving still, so there's just going to be a lot of... <laughs> it's all good. We can edit around that. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're very excited to uh, have you on the show here, Kareen. And uh, when Michael told me that we could get you on as a guest, I was incredibly uh, exhilarated because if you guys listened to the last episode of Photography Brothers you will know that doing the type of concert photography that Kareen does is on my photography bucket list. So I would uh, really love to do some concert photography. Haven't been a lot of opportunities for it uh, in the last year, but <laughs> Fair. Uh, Fair, we, yeah. appreciate, we appreciate you being on here, Kareen. And uh, thank you. Yeah, we, we're, we're very excited to get into a little bit of your uh, background with concert photography and uh, hopefully not overwhelm you with too many questions and excitement, but we're pretty, we're pretty pumped, right, Michael? Oh, we are super, super pumped. Um, and maybe that's a good place to start. Um, you know, obviously, we've talked a little bit. We had the, the podcast in the past, but, you know, maybe just letting everyone know a little bit about, um, you know, your background, you know, what kind of stuff you, you know, you're, you're shooting now. And then I know, but uh, what kind of stuff you'd like to shoot down the okay. line? Okay. So um, my name's Corinne. I do a lot of uh, concert photography. Uh, I mean, in the past year, I haven't really been able to do much because right. of obvious, <laughs> obvious reasons. reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, in terms of how I started, I actually started as a car photographer. I used to do the stock photos for um, what, dealerships. Man, I just forgot the word there. Yeah, dealerships. And um, yeah, then it kind of eventually, I don't really know fully how it turned into concerts, but yeah, went into concerts. And um, in terms of what I want to do in the future, I really want to get into forensic photography. So that's like crime scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. crazy could be an, a that's good awesome. uh future topic for the podcast maybe michael maybe yeah uh, i know maybe we should take <laughs> yeah. some notes on on that one right uh so okay so that's awesome um one question maybe i'll kick it off and then uh jared you can hop in right after me kick, here kick it off um me. so obviously you know we just mentioned you just mentioned um like you know, there's not really many opportunities to go out and shoot concert. And uh, of course, you know, you have the objective of doing something a little bit different down the line, but it is still something you enjoy, something that you'll probably shoot um, even after, uh, you know, the pandemic's over. Uh, you know, what kinds of things, you know, have you done to, to try and keep sharp? Because, you know, you know, I've, I haven't shot concerts, you know, but I've shot, you know, events and there is something about like when you're in a rhythm and there's like that muscle memory and being like mm -hmm. on just in that zone. And so, you know, whether it's like going back and re-editing photos or, or going out and shooting street, like what kinds of things, um, you know, are you trying to do or are thinking about doing? So um, before, so like my, my hard drive broke, I said this before the part, podcast started. So like, I haven't really been able to go and re-edit some of my photos, right. which is something I really want to do. Um, however, I found this like random file in my laptop that just has a bunch of random raw photos from like 
three years in total that that I've never edited before. So I've been like working on those, nice. which is fantastic. Um, so right now what I'm trying to do is I've been slowly re-editing all my photos in black and white because I, I know the last time that I was on this podcast, I was talking about how much I like black and white photography. So I yep. figured, you know what? I'm gonna be creative with these random edits that I found or like random photos I found. So I've been doing that a lot. In terms of like muscle memory, I've been trying to do a lot more like night sky. So like the moon and stuff when the sky is clear enough and there's not that much light pollution, I've been trying to do like a bit of that. Um, also, I've been like getting up really early lately and I've been trying to like maybe do some more bird watching. So like that I'll probably take mm. my camera and birds are pretty hard targets. They, they move are. a lot. You're going to have to be yeah. spending some money on lenses, right? You're going to have to get <laughs> yeah. zoom lenses. For yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing kind of to stay busy. And then I have been doing like a little bit of like other type of like production work. But even then, it's not that much just because like it's so much harder to you know, find that kind of work. And even in terms of people on set, it's so limited now. So it's like, you know, it's a lot yeah. harder. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, that's good that you've been able to uh, to pivot in that way, right? That you're able mm -hmm. to apply your skills and to some other things and you've still been able to generate some income and stuff like that. You know that Michael has uh, great questions because that question was actually on my list. So we're, we're really <laughs> hive-minding here. That or Michael's been spying on me. I'm not sure. Right yeah, when I peeked I was, over your shoulder, man. When I'm I was sorry. walking over to Timmy's earlier, there were quite a few uh, sketchy characters around. So I don't know if they were reporting on my questions <laughs> or not, but um, yeah, <laughs> I did want, is it, sorry, is it Corinne? Um, yeah, well, okay, okay my name is French. So like, <laughs> it's not actually my name, but I prefer Corinne because okay. it's hard for some people to pronounce my name. Well, I said it wrong the first couple of times then. It's okay, case, everyone but... says Corinne as well. So <laughs> I'll answer to pretty much anything that sounds like a K. So, you know, okay, well, Kyle, let's go. Corinne, <laughs> me and Michael are definitely famous for pronouncing photographers' names wrong on the podcast. Yep. Probably the thing that we do the most, but it's good mm -hmm. to have, uh, you know, have you on here to correct us in real time. Uh, so we, we appreciate that. Uh, I wanted to ask you as well, maybe, um, you know, we're all going to look forward to shows coming back, obviously, and maybe some chances to get out and shoot them. But I guess all we can do right now is talk about some of your history with concert photography. Uh, and I was wondering, like, we've talked in the podcast before about like different areas of photography, kind of different like specializations that photographers can have. And, you know, having that idea of like, man, you know, just sitting back and like wondering like, what would life be like is like a different type of photographer. So mm -hmm. maybe a way that you can give us a little bit of, uh, of an idea of what it's like to shoot concerts. Like how much access do you have to the bands? Like, do you get to hang out with the bands a lot and stuff like that? Or is it, you know, is it kind of depending on maybe the show, what it is? Is that how it kind of works? Yeah, it really depends. So like, um, um, if I'm like shooting for an actual artist, then that I can actually like, hang out with them. Um, but even then, it really like depends. Like if you know them well enough, then like you can hang out with them. If you don't know them too well, sometimes it's just like awkward hanging out with them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have much I to remember, say. Like, like I really once, like your album. <laughs> yeah, once I was like shooting for this artist and I didn't know them that well. And I was just like there backstage with them. And it was just like this awkward silence in the room. And we're all just like nodding and going like, yep. Mm, yeah, and I was I like, good that. show. And he was like, thanks. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, I'm going to go home now. Like, it's just, <laughs> but then um, also like, 
a lot of times if you're not shooting for the artist and you're shooting for like um, a publication of sorts, you don't have that kind of access. So you just kind of like go in, take your like 15 minutes of shots and then leave. So like mm -hmm. it really depends like who are like like who you're shooting for type of thing. For sure. And that's not really what it's all about, right? It's not really about, like, for you, I don't get the vibe that it's like you're doing it like, oh, I'm going to meet famous people. I'm going to hang out with lights or whatever. It's just like, yeah. I'm going to get great photos. Today, and then, like, today. when you're doing, like, um, festivals, <laughs> yeah. it's so, like, rushed that you don't mm. have time to hang out with mm. anybody. Like, you'll see them. Like, you could say hi, but, like, oh, yeah. you're not going to be talking to artists because, one, they have, like, a bunch of stuff to do. And then, two, you have a bunch oh, of yeah. stuff to do. So it's like, yeah. you're not really hanging out with them like at most you might like you know just like do small talk but that's about it like you're not like physically like partying oh yeah you probably yeah. barely have time to eat never mind like party right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i'm lucky if i can like finish a bottle of water so yeah. like <laughs> jeez my goodness imagine like doing burning man and not being able to drink water well, that's why like for like at least the most recent festivals i've kind of like dedicated like maybe half an hour like throughout the day that like i just sit down and like not do anything and like actually like yeah. take care of my own health so that i'm not like dying but you know yeah <laughs> That's definitely uh, a good tip, tip as well for anybody who wants to uh, shoot like events or, or concerts or anything like that. Like give give yourself breaks and uh, you know don't don't stress yourself. It's not a wedding. Let's just say that, right? <laughs> like if you oh, miss God. if you miss that one shot, like wedding, I don't know. Weddings the... are so stressful. I always <laughs> miss like the big shots. So usually I'll just yeah. go up to like the the couple and I'll be like, hey, I just want to like redo this shot at a different angle, and they're always like, yeah, okay. Even though, like, I totally missed the first shot and I just need to redo it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good strategy. Uh, I shot uh, a wedding. You remember Jess, right? Yes. Yeah. So me and she came. She helped me out with uh, a wedding maybe a few years back. And we both, like, <laughs> thankfully, it was a friend of ours. But... <laughs> We missed the kiss, right? So, yeah, oh no. I always miss the kiss. Yeah. So, How'd you guys okay, both so miss it? Uh, dude, because, yo, it's a, there's a lot going on. You're trying to get, like, uh, you know, sometimes, like, the mother's reaction. And, like, there's so much going on. And I uh, find that I always waste all of my shots leading up to the kiss. That once it gets to the kiss, that's when my camera's loading. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. Like, oh, so I just but pretend I like I got yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good strategy though that's another tip for you guys okay you didn't miss the shot you want a better angle okay that, that is the best like advice that i could give to anybody if you miss the shot all you have to do is go up to the people and say i want to get like a different angle just to oh. like see which one is better and then most of the time they're like yes 100 percent because they're like yeah cool like we could get two shots in different angles and Brilliant. then by that time Brilliant. that you give your edits, they don't even remember that you said that. So like you got your shot, it looks good. And then I feel like it's less stress too because like they got to redo it, they're all happy, they're less stressful. So it kind of works both ways. Good good tip if you do end up shooting weddings, which it doesn't seem like a lot of us are really excited about, about <laughs> the idea. <laughs> so you got another you question, might, Michael? Yeah, I was gonna, I wanted to ask one and, and there might be a, a couple obvious uh, answers here but I'd, I'd be curious to know uh from your perspective uh you know obviously you know there are some situations where you're shooting just one-off bands and then like you had just mentioned there are situations where you're shooting a festival where there are, are tons and so i was curious to know um you know maybe someone's been you know really looking into you know work like yours and and you know folks like like that and 
and are thinking after this pandemic, they want to start getting into that kind of stuff. Um, what would would you say is the biggest difference or a few of the bigger uh, bigger differences between going and shooting one band versus, um, you know, just shooting a festival for a day? Uh, well, I mean, I kind of like shooting more for like one artist or like one band just because you can put more of your focus just on that. So then you can right. kind of get a whole idea of different kinds of perspectives. And I also find like you have more time to like actually focus on either getting like a couple creative shots plus like a couple shots that they want. So like, I yeah. really like that in terms of like festivals and stuff. It really depends on like who you're shooting for in the festival, because a lot of times too, like if you're actually shooting for the festival, um, they want to do like live uploading. So like if you are ever following a festival while it's happening, you'll see that like it'd be like five minutes after a set, you'll see already the photos being up. Right. So when it's right. stuff like that, you're just there running, taking your shots and then running back to edit and then you're sending wow. it off to be. So like that's Jeez. a little bit more stressful. So you can't like fully like picture like, you know, or you can't really like be a bit creative. But when you're doing for just one artist, you're definitely allowed to be a lot more creative with like how you're shooting your shots. That's oh. wild. I had no idea it was that fast. That's yeah. crazy. That is crazy. Uh, yeah. So Corinne, can I ask a selfish question? Is that okay? Okay. Because I definitely, uh, as I said earlier, as I revealed earlier, uh, I am a person who would love to get into doing some concert photography, uh, particularly for like rock bands. But if you want to be even more particular, uh, I would really love to shoot some metal shows. Not sure if you've done a lot of that type of work, but uh, maybe just for concert photography in general. Uh, what are some tips for me and people like myself who uh, want to get, who basically want to be in your shoes? right you're shooting these cool concerts you're going out and and getting these great photos being around all this cool art so yeah how did you uh kind of if you could break it down maybe what were some steps to to get to where you are now just sheer yeah. just sheer luck right yeah well i mean <laughs> you, you have to be really good at low light because the lighting you never know what's going to happen so you really need to be good at low light um i would say invest in low light lenses that will help you out a lot oh wow um, a lot of times it has to do with like networking and like who you know. So I would say if you really want to get into bands and you have like a friend that is in a band, you could always be like, hey, can I like shoot some of your local shows so you can like kind of build up a portfolio of sorts. And then from mm -hmm. there, you know, depending like who you see or like who you meet, you could like it's a lot of networking. Basically. I, I am in a band, so that'll probably help. Yeah, that, that helps a lot. <laughs> Ask if you can shoot your own band. Just like, yeah. what, you're going to go on stage with a selfie stick? Like, what, what's the, what's the approach, put, man? Put the guitar down and then, like, run around and take photos. Yeah. I, I mean, nice. that's a, it's a good start like that. And then once you start building, like, a little bit of a portfolio, it's a bit easier then. And then also, I would say connect with, like, actual um photographers like in the industry of sorts just so like you could even like ask them tips sometimes they'll like be willing to give you tips of like you know what lenses they like whatever and then you can kind of like work around it but then also i would say you definitely need to have some kind of style that makes you stick out out of nice. like other people because a lot of people want to do that because it's a really fun gig <laughs> Yeah, that's true. You have to uh, come up with something that's going to make them pick you, right? So those are kind of like all the, the technical things. Basically, what you're saying is like, get your skills up, right? Essentially, like get yeah. really good at this type of photography. Uh, I, maybe I've have you, have you shot for free before as well? Oh, yeah, I shoot yeah. for free a lot. Actually, I like I get paid. But then there's certain like shows or whatever that I just want to do for the sake of like, I'm a huge fan and I just want to yeah. like shoot it. 
And those yeah. ones, sometimes I'll just like shoot for free. But then there are a lot of like other ones that I'll pay or I'll like, I'll make some kind of deal. Sometimes I right. just like to go for the fun of it. So like, but I still do get paid. It's just sometimes I completely forget to ask for payment and I'll just be like, yeah, I'll do it for fun. <laughs> 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 it's one of those things. I love, I enjoy it so much that like sometimes like I don't even think about the money until like way later when I'm like, wow, I should have like actually gotten paid for that. But um, I'm getting a lot better at asking for money, so. <laughs> it's good. Another another good tip when you, whenever you're, uh, you're gonna working be, in the arts. In, in terms of like concerts and stuff, you're going to be shooting for free for a while. It's not something that like you can get paid right off the bat. Like I was shooting for free yeah. for like, I think my first like two years while I was like slowly building up my gear and stuff. And then once I started getting like a better camera and better lenses, that's when like I was able to like actually start getting paid and like, you know, make money. Mm. Is it a, is it a comfort level thing too? Is it like, you know, I understand the gear, you know, plays a big part in, and obviously, you know, we talk about low light performance and stuff, but is it also, I mean, this is something we've sort of talked about in, in during different conversations here and there on the show, but you know, is it also just like, you know, through repetition, you know, you know, the kinds of shots that you got to get, um, you're confident in your ability to get, you know, some creative, you know, different, different looks. Is it, is it a lot of, is a lot of it just a comfort level thing when it's time to be like, Hey, you know, I want to make that transition to, to more so asking, you know, to be paid for some of these gigs. I mean, it, it depends on like what makes you, I still, I'm going to go back to like, it's whatever makes you stand out. Right. So like, if right. you're just shooting like your generic, like couple shots that everyone else can shoot if you were to say like i want to get paid they're not really going to be willing to but then if you yeah. have something that makes you stand out versus everybody else then you're going to see that the odds of you getting paid are like a lot higher because you know now people really want to get you for like your work or like your different perspectives right so like that's a yeah. huge thing i would also say like terms of like timing and sharpness so like if you get like the sharpest shot then like more people are going to be like yeah this person's good at timing so like I rather hire them versus like somebody else. Also, you have to think too, like a lot of artists, especially smaller artists, they rarely get paid either. So like if you're working with one, like don't expect to get paid because like they're hardly even making like money off their gig to begin with. Yeah, I guess you have to just be like uh, choosy with the gigs that you're going to try to get paid a lot for and then realize that there's going to be some that, you know, you, you might get paid in beer. <laughs> yeah, Along or the way, like right? I, I get paid in beer and I'm happy with it. That, I've been paid in beer <laughs> many times. But like another thing too, you could look at like if you know like an artist and you know that they have potential to make it, you guys kind of mm. like work together, right? So you guys both start from zero, and then as they're growing, you're getting money too, like within that, and then you guys can like build a whole, you know, production together type of thing. Yeah, it really depends, right? Yeah, and you're establishing that connection early, right? And yeah. And when they flourish, they remember you. You had a good interaction. You yeah. took good photos. So like, you like can't, why go to someone else? You can't just like yeah. email you two and be like, I want to shoot your concert. Like that's not going to happen, <laughs> right? But like you could probably do like the opening band for the bar like right across the street from you two and like start from there and then like eventually build up to get like clients like you two. That's where they're called, right? It's you two. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like saying it, but I'm like, am I saying this right? There's there's a lot of bands that are just like letter and number combinations, probably <laughs> enough that you can just like throw out, right? B-52s, yeah. it comes to mind as well, right? You can just throw some 
Some yeah, 41? So M82, yeah. isn't there? M82? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and if you go into the K-pop world, they're all just like numbers and letters, oh. no? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't man. even, BTS, know. I don't I even don't know. know artists by like names half the times. Even sometimes I'll just like text my friend and I'm like, who is this? Because like, I don't even know who this person is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that answer so much, though. It, it really isn't the answer that I was expecting, right? I wasn't expecting you to say, I was kind of expecting you to be like, oh, you know, make friends with such and such person and like bribe this guy at the door or whatever. No, not exactly. You <laughs> well, know what I mean? Is, like more like, of a networking answer. The, and what you gave us was like more of a, a, a skills based answer, right? And I love that. It's like get, get really good at that particular type of photography to the point that you're like standing out from the competition, right? Yeah. So like I shoot a lot of black and white and I feel like a lot of people are starting to like know me a bit more as shooting black and white. Mm -hmm. So like that kind of makes me stand out. I'll still shoot in color and I still shoot in color and give prints in color. But like on my like social media, it just shows like I'm mainly black and white. So that kind of makes me stand out. And then nice. I know it happened like twice. I got like gigs exclusively because of my black and white photography because they were oh, like, wow. yeah, because they were like, you know, we really like this vibe and like where the event that we're hosting kind of had this like black and white grungy vibe. So like, could you do it? So like, you know, so I have gotten a couple gigs. So like, it depends, you, you just have to like stand out and you'll even see too, like other video editors and photographers, they all have like this unique look to theirs. So like when you see their photo on somebody else's profile, you'll know right away it's them that shot it. One question I had for you, um, mm -hmm was, I mean, obviously we talk a little bit about how, you know, networking is important. Um, and, you know, obviously gigs, gigs can come through that, but you know, we just mentioned Instagram and one question I had for you was, um, you know, whether it's a ratio or just, you know, top of head, you know, what, you know, how many gigs do you, you know, at this point in your career, do you find you get through, you know, the networks, the, the networking and connections that you've established versus um, people finding you in, uh, through Instagram and, and being like, I, I dig your stuff. Let's, you know, let's bring you in. I'm going to say that a good portion of my gigs are like through social media and through like knowing people through social media, um, mm -hmm. because, you know, that's where you could see your work the best. Um, I find it's right. For any kind of creative, I find like social media is probably the most important thing versus like any other kind of platform just because you could get, you know, so many, especially like us that do more visual things like people want to see that. Right. So if you're able yeah. to show like here is, you know, my because like I have an online portfolio, too, but I'm like, I rather use my Instagram because then I could just be like, hey, follow me and they could see everything. Right. Instead of them clip clicking through a link because you don't know sometimes if they're actually clicking through the link that you give them. Right. Yeah. And when they follow you, you're, you know, you're staying top of mind because you're going to post tomorrow and you're going to pop up again. Yeah, exactly. Right? And you that's can follow why I try up with my them. best with my story to keep my story as active as possible when I'm not posting, just so that people know that I'm still alive and I'm still doing things, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Fair. pretty crazy in my experience, like how much work you can actually get just through social media. Like I shot a gig literally yesterday that was just like someone that I met off of Instagram. Right. And it's just because like I work in their target demographic of like real estate and they were like, oh, OK, well, then, you know, this is great. You like worked with other realtors and things like that. And it kind of blindsides me sometimes because I just like doing content. Right. Like I mm -hmm. and maybe a similar thing, like you probably just like putting up stories and things like that. It just becomes like a fun thing to do. And then yeah. when you get work from it, you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is a business tool. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm like that too. Like, you know, I like doing the concerts. It makes me happy. And then I realized like, oh shoot, I should probably like look at whatever. Like I didn't even have a business account on my Instagram till like not even a year ago. Cause like, I just did not think of it as using it as a business. Got to get even those now, analytics. Yeah, even now I don't even look at my analytics. And then I remember that I have analytics and I'm like, I should probably keep up to date with this and like, you know, <laughs> do this properly. But at the same time, I just have so much fun posting whatever I want to post that I completely forget about all that. And it's the same thing with this podcast. I mean, this is technically a work right now, but it, it definitely doesn't feel like it for me. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got another question for you, if that's cool. Hopefully, they're not overwhelming you with questions. I don't know. We need to develop maybe a guest format where we don't just, like, fire questions at you. But I mean, it's fine. <laughs> it's cool like this. <laughs> this is cool, too. It's very fun. Very, uh, very conversational here. So, um, yeah, I was wondering, like, what is the number one story like if you had to just tell one story of uh of a photo shoot um that just either, even one that was like good or bad but just like the most maybe the most memorable one or maybe just like the best story of uh of your past of shooting uh concert photography well i have a lot of stories of things that happened that went wrong um we love I know those the last <laughs> I know the last time that I was like on um one of your podcasts I was like right like the week before that I broke my camera um I oh. got a sensor burn which was very expensive um to fix and I had my camera for not even a year and I couldn't believe it and I remember um because I used to work at a camera store I used to always tell people to be careful of sensor burns and then I burnt my camera and I was like really like I'm telling Oof. people to be careful, and then that ended How up happening. How did you do that? Um, a laser went through my camera. Like, you know uh, the lasers at, like, the shows that go, like, you know, all crazy like that? Yeah. How do you deal with that? Um, well, that's a, that's a weird, that's an interesting question. Because <laughs> I was trying to figure that out, too, after it happened to me. I was like, is there certain filters to use or whatever, right? And, yeah. like you could use like light blocking filters but then you can't do low light photography yeah. so like it's uh wow. you know and the laser it only takes like a second like i even have the photos like because i was like doing like a burst mode shot right and i even have frame by frame when my sensor burnt so that like it was nuts. like oh. not even like a second that the the laser passed through that burnt my sensor wow is it like a like a threshold like is it you know can it take it a few times uh, and then after you know maybe the you know 10th or 11th time you know if that happening over time it happens or is it like you know it just can't take a laser that once? that's a good question um i've asked even a bunch of other like camera professionals and no one really yeah. knows all i could tell okay. you is that the that this issue is more common with people that shoot mirrorless uh -oh. oh don't say that uh Okay, so out of curiosity, what camera were you using when you experienced the camera burn? Um, so I was using my mirrorless. I was using my Canon R when that happened. Um, also, okay. fun thing is usually I always bring a spare camera with me. But um, that particular time, I remember I was shooting a show and I decided to bring a film camera as well as my mirrorless and not bring my mm. backup DSLR. Uh, um, and then after I had to go to a second show that same night. So like, I didn't have uh, time to switch around my cameras. So I was like, you know, no worries. Nothing bad's going to happen. And of course something bad happened. <laughs> so, so did you shoot the, the rest of the show and your next show with film? No, or... uh, no, okay. uh, 
I'm not getting paid enough to shoot with film and develop all that. <laughs> uh, Fair. Fair. No, I do so, want it to be noted that she was shooting on a Canon, a Canon camera. Um, Sony, uh, oh God. Never heard of this happening with worst, a Sony. Um, when it comes to sensor burns, it's Sony. So I will tell you that. Oh no. Yeah, Terrible. also you just had to. Why? get sensor burn. Every oh. single camera gets sensor burn. Mirrorless cameras, they get that. Um, another thing that can get you a sensor burn, because I shoot lasers and not many people will shoot with lasers, but if you are shooting a sunset and you have it on too much of a, like, a long exposure, you could also get a sensor burn. So if you are shooting at the sun, that is another thing. So if you are like, if you like sunsets and sunrises or like high sun, if you shoot certain times directly right. at the sun or at a certain angle at the sun, you could get a sensor burn as well. So but please, if, if you have you a know, DSLR, you're a hundred percent safe though, just to be clear, You are right? safer. You could still get a sensor burn, <laughs> but you're safer. It has to do with like the shutter. So like with the DSLR, you have the mirrors that is also protecting the shutter versus uh, yeah. a mirrorless, you don't have your like mirrors, right? So you just have yeah. your shutter. So it's like less protection towards your sensor. That's basically what it is. Yeah, um, right. Maybe for concert you... photography, a DSLR is good, you know, less likely to get it broken, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's why I like my DSLR and like, you know, for that. But I'd never thought I would get a sensor burn, at least not that early. Like I had my camera for not even a year. Like it was kind of tragic. <laughs> yeah, surprising. Um, Defin okay. Definitely one to avoid. <laughs> so uh, I'll ask uh, another question and then I'll shoot it off to, to Jared here. Um, so... Obviously, this is something that we discussed a little bit on uh, when we had uh, you on my podcast before. Um, but it was interesting, you know, when we opened up and I was asking you what kinds of things you were you were doing to kind of stay sharp. And, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, shooting, you know, I, I essentially kind of like ash, some astro, uh, mm -hmm. you know, with the moon and stuff like that. And of course, you, you referenced low light. So that's a good parallel, um, you know, shooting uh, some nature with birds and that, you know, is a lot of fast action. You know, what is, you know, what are a few styles of photography that you can see, you know, someone shooting and being able to not necessarily easily adapt into concert photography, but will definitely help? So I would say definitely like low light, like street photography is a great place to start because there's a lot of low light in street photography. And I would also say like action stuff. So if you're able to mm -hmm. even do like cars or like animals running birds because that is action and you have to be fast so it kind of gives you if you can do both it kind of gives you like a nice way to you know get your skills heightened so that you can actually do concerts pretty easily if that makes sense <laughs> right that's awesome and what do you find when it comes to that fast moving right like is it do you find it's more so um you know when you're shooting the uh sorry blank there for a second when you're shooting the band or is it you know you know the the movement between shooting the band and oh my god something's happening in, in the crowd i got to get that is it like the overall dynamic where speed so, you know really comes into play there it really depends on the artist so like there's some artists that just like stand there and don't do anything but then there's other right. artists that are like running around right so you kind of have to get a bit of the both but i would say definitely sometimes in the crowds like very you know extreme things happen so you kind of have to be aware of like all of your surroundings because if you see in the crowd like someone's doing this like epic jump like you want to get that so like you have to be right. good at like panning you also have to be good at like you know right at like a split second changing your settings so that you're working like each time and you're not getting any like messy shots and if they tell right. you iggy pop's coming you're gonna have to be like just 
<laughs> moving so fast. That's <laughs> got a lot of energy. Or I don't know, Henry Rollins. He's he's got a lot. <laughs> he does that. Gigi Allen. There you go. That's a guy that would be hard to shoot. Do you know who Gigi Allen is? No, I do not. Uh, look it up. Look it up later. He's gross. Okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I, got, uh, I got another one here for you, if that's cool. Another, another yeah. question. Uh, maybe let's get off of the, the topic of con- uh, concert photography for a second, because you did mention something uh, or a little bit earlier on in kind of the first half of, half of the episode uh, for your future ambitions, like other types of photography that you want to get into. And I think it's pretty interesting to talk about that. Uh, You said that you want to do like crime scene photography at some point, kind of an ambition of yours. Yeah. So I want to do forensic photography. Um, I went to school for it, like forensics and criminology. Um, I have done a placement at a morgue where I took photos of autopsies of dead people. So it's not like I haven't done it before. Um, but yeah, that's something I really want to do. And because of this whole pandemic, I actually did go back to school to like finish, like continue on, get like more okay. towards my degree towards getting into like forensics, like working mm-hmm. and getting certified to do the photography. Cause, um, forensics is a very, um, there's still like a lot going on in forensics in the field of digital forensics. So there's a lot of things that you could do with digital imaging that would help like, you know, in terms of like not just crime scenes, but in terms of like assault victims and like how to like get more evidence even on like a body when you're still alive versus like dead. And that would help like in terms of any kind of like criminal activity. So I really want to like help develop more into that kind of imaging in forensics. Wow, that's crazy. What got you interested in studying that in the first place? Just like uh, reading like true crime books or something like that or? Um, kind of. And then I really wanted to be a forensic anthropologist, which is like the studying of like human skeletons. And I started my degree in that. And then I found out I had to go to med school and I'm not good enough to go to med school. So I was like, never mind that. So then I thought, you know what? Like, I still love photography. So I was like, why don't I like combine both of them? So then I started like uh, getting more interested in forensic photography. And then I took a class on forensic photography and crime scene photography. And turns out that like forensic photography is very similar to like car photography in terms of like the stock images I used to take. So I was car like, wow. photography? Yeah, because like in terms of when you do stock images, you always have like a set of photos you have to take. So usually they'll say like, I know where I used to work. It was like you had 25 shots you have to take of these certain angles. So like when you do like crime scenes, like you have like you have like a pattern of shots you have to take every time. So you always have like this set of like shots. So like instead of a car, it's like a body, but like it's still kind of the same principle. It's it's a bit like the real estate photography work that I do. You know, you have like a set number of of angles. So if I do need to uh, shoot any corpses, I'm I'm probably pretty much yeah. You're you're good to go if you have to shoot a corpse. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case it uh, in case it comes up right. Plus uh, one advantage to that over concert photography even way less likely to uh to get a laser into your camera and get that yeah burn, right <laughs> and then <laughs> <Of> there's the- <laughs> even like some really cool techniques and like uh when i was like doing like my placement at the morgue that i didn't even know was a thing and i still apply them now to like some of my other shots wow. because like one of the biggest issues is like uh the tables they're all like that stainless steel so they have like really harsh light when you're shooting on it because you get like all those like hot spots 
So there's even like methods to like reduce the hot spots, which I didn't know was a thing. And I actually use some of those methods for like my food photography because when my food is like very like wet mm -hmm. or like, you know, like juicy looking. Very reflective. You get, yeah, yeah, you get a lot of those reflective. So like I use the way the method that they shoot dead bodies to get the food to look nice. <laughs> Just don't tell the client that though. <laughs> I'll tell you what, here's what we're going to do. Your pasta's ready. We're going to shoot it like a body. <laughs> yeah, so I've been using that method. And oh, like, I think I said that once to a client and they got kind of grossed out. See? And I'm don't. like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't do it, don't do it. But if you look at it, a lot of photography like techniques can be applied in so many other fields of photography, which is great because, you know, if you learn something in food photography, then, you know, you could probably apply that same kind of concept to another type of photography, like even like yeah. birding, you oh, know? Yeah. It, yeah. 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 That's why yeah, it's I mean, not a good idea to turn down gigs, you know, try, try stuff out. You're going to, you're always going to learn, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of like a running theme here, right? We've talked a little bit about, you know, early on some of the things, um, you know, that you're doing to, to try and stay, you know, uh, stay sharp. You know, we just talked a little bit about some of the parallel uh, styles, um, you know, that, you know, can, can contribute to being a good concert photographer. Um, I, it really is that thing of like, you know, really paying attention to what makes a good image and what you're you're shooting. And then when you understand it well, you're understanding what you know, like you said right there, you're talking about, you know, things that are really reflective and like being having the techniques to compensate for that and understanding how that can translate to different things. That's going to make you such a powerful tool is, is really understanding what's what is making this photo really, really good and like yeah. studying and, and analyzing your own photos afterwards. Right. And another thing, too, that I always tell a lot of people like depend no matter what kind of industry or like profession you want to get into, like photo. It has nothing to do with the gear that you're using. It has to do with the technique. So like if you can yeah. like if you understand the different techniques and you understand like when to apply certain techniques, like who cares what kind of gear you have? Because you could probably do like just an amazing shot with like your cell phone as long as you understand yeah. the techniques and like what like, you know, your your triangle. Right. Which is like ISO, F-stop, uh, aperture. Yeah whatever it is yeah. i forget but yeah so you know as long as Nailed you know it. that kind of stuff and you know when to apply certain techniques like you're good it's so true like i remember you know obviously we used to do quite a few more uh photo walks than we do now um but it would be crazy like you know i'd have you know something decent um or even if it wasn't like and i'd, I'd make up excuses as to why i wasn't getting the photos i'd want and then I'd see somebody there shooting on a T2i in like a plastic fantastic. And it was like the best image I've seen all day. And it's, mm -hmm. it really is like that tip of like really, you know, un it's more so learning the techniques and also understanding. Yeah. Like you said, like understanding the triangle really, really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. like even myself, like um, before my R, I used to shoot with my T5i for the longest time. Shout until, out, I had one of those. <laughs> yeah, until <laughs> one point, one person that used to like hire me to like shoot weddings for them, they were like, look, like I love your shots, but like you really need to upgrade. So then I got my ADD and I've been shooting with my ADD for the longest time. I still shoot with my ADD. I love my ADD. Mm. But then the only reason why I switched to mirrorless was because then I was doing way too much low light and like I really needed a camera that can like handle the same amount of low light that I'm shooting almost every day. But if I didn't have to, I would still be with my ADD and like, I love that camera and it's still a crop sensor camera. It's, but it's still yeah. like one of the best cameras I've ever had. 
Okay, so, uh, I mean, obviously you mentioned uh, before when you were telling your story that uh, you usually bring on a second uh, camera, like a backup camera. I'm assuming that is the ADD? Yes, it is the ADD. Um, I had my film camera, though, that day because I was shooting City in Color, which I never thought I would ever get to shoot for City in Color. So when I got it, I was like, I need to like treasure this moment and get like a really high quality film and just take a nice like cinematic like film shots. Yeah. So I did, had no other plans to shoot any other events that night. So I was like, yeah, I'm fine with just like my my one camera and a film camera because like the film shots are just for myself. And I mm. honestly I applied to shoot for City and Color like three or four months before the actual concert and i only found out like maybe like a week before the concert so i had no idea that i was actually going to shoot it so yeah that's why i brought my film camera because i really wanted to get like this nice beautiful film shot i still have not developed that role so eventually i'll do that (laughs) i figured i might as well wait a bit and like you know be pleasantly surprised that or be really upset that my shot didn't turn out so we'll find out it's probably gotten better over time it's aged yeah Yeah. (laughs) so that's why i had my film camera because city and color and i was like i need to like get a film shot of city and color yeah yeah or else i would at least near the end huh Was it at least near the end? Yeah, so I think it was like I shot maybe three quarters of the event and then I got the sensor burn, so it wasn't too bad. And I texted the person that I was shooting for and I was like, hey, um, I got a sensor burn. I'm like, I'll keep shooting and I'll try to see if I can like edit it out and post. But it didn't work because I got like this weird like cross right and like on like both sides it was really rough. i couldn't edit it out yeah rough. you're hurting me. even you're hurting even me like the, the person I, <laughs> huh? even the person i was shooting for they're like okay well maybe in post like i can edit it out mm. but like them too they couldn't do it it was like really bad <laughs> yeah yeah so it's been uh been a great podcast we're getting to let's see where are we at here oh over an hour mark now so we should probably uh probably get to the end of it here and let uh let you guys get on with your with your sunday and to our listeners get on with your whatever day that you choose to listen to the podcast that is entirely <laughs> up to you so uh but i do have one more question for you corinne and uh yes. I, ha- I have to give props to michael as well before i do that for for picking a great guest uh this has been really uh a wonderful conversation definitely yeah. enlightening enlightening to me uh personally and i think the the listeners are gonna really love it uh the last thing that i want to talk about though isn't even really photography related uh since you are a uh you know a photographer that works in the music space i was just wondering like what are uh maybe like your top three favorite bands and do you play any instruments um i don't play any instruments Mm. um i'm pretty sure i'm like tone deaf so like there's a thing there (laughs) um (laughs) in terms of like top three artists i mean i love city and color so that was like i think probably one of like the best accomplishments right there um can we trust ter- your recommendations if you're tone deaf though that's <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> i like music i just can't play it so like that's if you fair. hand me a guitar i'll have absolutely no idea what to do with it we'll, get, we'll so- let you do the next song we'll teach you don't worry <laughs> so yeah city and color um in terms of like other bands uh i don't really know in terms of like actual like artists though i love dead mouse so that is uh another great one um i haven't gotten the chance to shoot that dead mouse yet but it's okay 
One day, maybe. <laughs> Back when um, he was alive, Mouse, you're gonna. Um, you're gonna <laughs> your chance. That's a dumb joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and, and then, in terms of like other artists, like I also like Kezo. He's a like hard style DJ, and that okay. one I actually got to shoot. Um, I have like it's hard to see, but like my phone background screen is the shot I took of him. We can, this, if you send, if you send that to me, I'll put it up. Okay. Sounds good. I've had the same background for two years because I miss concerts so much. So I'm like, I'm just <laughs> going to keep this here as a memory of like the good times. <laughs> hey, they'll be back soon. I got uh, my vaccines here. People are getting sorted out. Yeah. I'm okay. hoping by like August, we can like maybe get like some last minute event going on. Like yeah. fingers yeah. crossed, you know? Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Would be nice. We all desperately need it. I definitely do. That's for sure. One hundred percent. For sure. For sure. Uh, I think that's the podcast, Michael. What do you think? I think so. It's a good one. All right. Let's bring in that outro music uh, because we have some people to thank. Uh, the most obvious one is Corinne, and I'm sorry that I said your name wrong the first time. It's times, okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate you being here. Uh, one of one of the best guests uh, we'll have to. I mean, we've only had three, but you're in the top three, okay? <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm happy to be in the top three. <laughs> and uh, we'll have we'll have to have you back. I feel like there's uh, a lot a lot more that we can talk about. So. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me, and yeah, it was a pleasure, and I'd be happy to come back. Sweet. Hopefully we'll have like be able to maybe like meet in person and do like oh a nice boy. setup. Would it ever be easier yeah. to do this in person? <laughs> It'd be so much easier. It's so weird doing a setup by yourself because like, you know, you're trying to like get everything and like get the right shot. But then, you know, you're by yourself, so you can only do so much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, we do our best. We just do our best. We managed to still uh, still pull this off every week, luckily. So, uh, other people who I need to thank, uh, we need to thank Michael Costa. We need to thank. Uh, I almost said Sydney. She's not. You almost said Sydney. I almost yeah. said Sydney. But we don't need to thank Sydney. Well, I mean, thanks Sydney, anyways. But also, <laughs> thank you, Megan, for editing the podcast. Uh, if you want to check out more content from Michael, you can find him. Uh, over at Michael Costa Music. If you're watching this on YouTube, there's going to be links. Uh, you can check them out on those links. You can also, uh, if you're listening to this on Spotify, go in there on Spotify. You're going to find another great podcast by my girlfriend, my fiance, uh, Masha, and she has a great podcast all about dogs and all of the uh, dogs mm -hmm. in history. So highly recommend checking out that podcast. Uh, kind of an unofficial podcast network we're building here. Uh, <laughs> so if you want to start a podcast, whatever it's about. If I, if I start a podcast, I'll be sure to uh, let you know about that. <laughs> we'll shout you out. We'll shout you out. Sounds any, good to me. Yeah, any news that you have, we'll, uh, we'll bring that out as well. Uh, I think we pretty much thanked everybody. Uh, anybody else we need to thank before we go, Michael? But I've looped the music a bunch of times now, so it better not be that many people. Yeah, I'll keep it short. Um, I'd like to thank uh, Sony. Okay. Um, wow. For you know, for making cameras that uh, you know, of course, we don't experience sensor burn. Um, you know, I, I want to thank um, uh, or I, yeah, any I problems it. ever, right? Oh, Sony <laughs> is really, you know, I just want to thank Sony. Uh, also, thank you, Jared, for oh, thanks, for buddy. being here, man. We already <laughs> thanked me, but I'll take yeah. it again. Okay. No, I didn't. I mean, I thanked myself. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Well, someone else is appreciating you. So just take it and <laughs> oh, move on. God. How about that? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> thank God. Thank God. Thank God. And, uh, and thank you. Thank you most of all to our, our dear listeners, our dear audience out there. And, uh, we look forward to seeing you all back here next week. Have a great week. Yep. Yeah.